Welcome to this episode of the We Travel There podcast. We're at the entrance to Glacier National Park in Kalispell, Montana, with my good friend Jillian Johnsrud of JillianJohnsrud.com and the Everyday Courage podcast. Jillian loves the outdoors and the small town feel of Kalispell. In this episode, Jillian shares her favorite hikes, where to try huckleberry ice cream, and why you need to carry bear spray. You'll hear these three fun stories and so much more in this interview. The show notes will be available at wetravelthere.com forward slash Kalispell. Now let's get started. The We Travel There podcast helps you travel like a local by interviewing guests from around the world to uncover the hidden gems of their city by finding out the best things to do, eat, drink, and see from a local's point of view. Whether I'm traveling for business or pleasure, it's important to have clothes that make me look good and feel great. I wear Bluffworks jeans, slacks, dress shirts, and blazers because they're wrinkle-free and are designed for the modern traveler. And if they get dirty, I quick spin in the washing machine and they're good as new. Go to wetravelthere.com forward slash bluffworks for a special offer and select from the latest styles so you can stay wrinkle-free when you travel. Hey, Jillian, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. So today we're going to talk about a, a city called Kalispell, Montana, and the kind of like the general region around there. Can you tell us a little bit about it and what your connection is? Yeah, so I grew up in Montana. This is right outside of like Glacier National Park. And I grew up in the middle of the state, but I came over here every summer growing up. It was just a place I felt most like myself and most at home. So when my husband retired from the military, they were like, we will ship your stuff anywhere in the world. Just give us an address. And we decided to move here. Well, that's fantastic. So what kind of keeps you there? Is it really like the, the outdoor nature or like what is it that, that keeps you there? Yeah, I love the outdoors. Not only do we have an amazing national park, but we have great state parks. I love the community size. You know, the whole valley made up of a number of different towns is about 100,000. So we have, you know, everything shopping-wise that I need. We've got Costco, we've got Lowe's, got a movie theater, check, check, check. But we also have great smaller community things. Like we have amazing farmer's markets and craft fairs and art festivals and just community things that are easy to get to and there's no traffic. (laughs) Yeah, traffic. I used to live in LA and uh, traffic is the four-letter word for sure. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I lived in DC and there were so many cool things going on, but we never left our house because traffic was a nightmare. We're here, we live downtown and everything's like five minute drive. Well, that's nice. So if you had to describe the the people or the town in a, just a couple of words, how would you do that? This is maybe true of most of Montana, but it's a really kind of down to earth farming, ranching community that is now turned slightly tourist town. (laughs) But it's one of those communities with deep roots, which is one of the funny differences between like small towns and big towns like LA. In LA, you'll go to a place and you're like, hey, where's this shop? It's supposed to be like on the street here. And people are like, I have no idea. Where in a town like Kalispell, you're like, hey, where is the shop? And they will tell you the 20 year history of the store, who owned (laughs) it, the last three places it was at, like whose son took over what happened to his marriage like <laughs> the whole thing so maybe a little too much tmi sometimes but overall it's, it's kind of cool and endearing yeah it's a nice tight-knit community you know we've been here seven years and it's one of those things that if we go to the farmer's market i always see i don't know everyone i grew up in a really small town of 700 people in montana where i knew everyone oh, yeah. i don't know everyone which is nice but i'll always see like five or ten people that i do know and that's that's nice too. 
Oh yeah, that, that's got to be comforting for sure. So okay, so if people are planning to come to the Glacier National Park and, and Kalispell, uh, how do they get there? Is there an airport that's nearby or driving or what's, what's the best way to get there? Yeah, it really depends on your preference. So Amtrak comes right alongside Glacier. You could, so you could stop there. Most people get off in Whitefish. Is a really popular stop for Amtrak. There's an international airport that flies into Kalispell. Or we're somewhat connected to the interstate. It's a little bit out of the way, but if you're on a huge road trip, then it's great to tag Glacier onto it because you're going to need a car anyways. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, a little funny story is my wife and I and my mother-in-law and our two kids, we took a, a train ride from L.A. all the way up the coast and then across over to Glacier. We we're going to visit Glacier and Yellowstone and, and all the national parks there. We got there a little too early in the season. And so when we, we passed up Whitefish and we got to the next exit. I uh, forget what the next stop is. But when we got off, literally everything was closed. <laughs> And uh, my my wife and my mother-in-law were looking at me like, uh, what did you do to us? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the West Glacier Stop, there are not a lot of amenities. Yes. And if you're in the off-season, it's shut down. Like, all of the windows are boarded up, and it's closed for the season. Yeah, so we had to do a little hitchhiking. <laughs> finally, <laughs> finally, I called. A, a, I was able to get a hold of somebody. Our phone service wasn't really working that well. But we finally got a hold of a taxi and, and took us over to the airport to go get a rental car. But, yeah, it was a... Uh, it was a little bit of an embarrassing moment considering I'm like, you know, I'm like the travel guy and everything, you know, but, uh, yeah. So if you're planning to visit Glacier and Kalispell, get off at the, the right exit. What was the, that one again? Whitefish. Get off at Whitefish or make sure that you go when everything's actually open. I would just get off at Whitefish <laughs> unless you made <laughs> thorough plans. Sure, sure. Okay. So thinking of that, when people are planning to visit, what time of the year should they plan to come? So if you want to go and see the entire Glacial National Park, um, it doesn't typically open until like maybe the middle of June, all the way up to going to the Sun Road. So by the 1st of July or maybe 20th of June, you're set. The busiest is July and August. I kind of prefer September because it's almost for sure going to be open. It's not going to be snowed in yet. <laughs> and the crowds are a little bit thinner. And on the off chance that we have the whole Pacific Northwest is on fire again, typically by September that subsided. Okay, okay, yeah. So I think September is a great time of year. Yeah. But we have a lot of great winter activities too. So if you want to come for downhill skiing or cross-country skiing or dog sledding, the winter's great. What time of the winter should they visit? Like December, January, February? When's the best time to visit for the wintertime activities? I would say by middle of December. Okay. We're pretty full into ski season. And that will run until typically March. We have Whitefish Mountain. And it sometimes has a lot of snow into April. But there's a hard cutoff line when uh, the bears wake up. And so as soon as the bears start waking up, the hill has to close down because <laughs> Bears, when they wake up, are very irritable. Uh, they, they have a hard time waking up, and they really don't like skiers running into them. Yeah, nothing can ruin a ski vacation more than like a hungry bear. Yeah, they'll just eat you. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a bad vacation. <laughs> <laughs> okay, say if we flew into the airport there, do we need to rent a car? Is there public transportation, Uber? Like, what's the best way to get around? I would rent a car, for sure. Okay. Everything is a little bit far apart. And while we have some taxis and like a little bit of Uber service, it's not it's not super convenient. And a lot of things are kind of spread out and 
and parking is so easy and the drive is so easy that it's nice to have that freedom and flexibility. Sure. And also, I guess if you're going to be visiting some of the national parks, you want to be able to kind of go on your own pace, right? Without having to be on the tour and trying to rush around. Yeah. Now, when we're thinking of where to stay in Kalispell, the town's pretty small. Uh, do we just pick any hotel anywhere there or is there certain hotels you recommend? So it depends on the season. If you're coming in that peak season of July and August, our hotels are maxed out and really expensive that time of year. I would actually recommend if you're coming that time of year, either booking really far in advance or I would do Airbnb. We have a really great selection of Airbnbs in the summer compared to hotel prices. They're pretty affordable in the winter or just in the off season. I love in Whitefish, there's Whitefish Lake Lodge. I've hosted events there, and that's where we go to staycation. I go a couple times a year. It's really lovely and strangely affordable in the off-season. But there's a number. We've had probably six or seven brand-new hotels come up in Kalispell in the last couple of years. The Holiday Inn's really nice. There's a Hilton I think garden suites that we've taken the kids to because it has like crazy continental breakfast and indoor pool. And that's like my kids idea of a, of a good time. <laughs> Absolutely. Especially as they get a little bit older, having the buffet where they can have as much breakfast as they want is totally key because they can eat you out of house and home. <laughs> and I have five kids, so oh, yeah. it makes it a good deal for us. Absolutely. So it sounds like it's not just a lot of boutique and, and mom and pop type of hotels. There's some brand name hotels as well. Yeah, most of our hotels, I would say, are chain hotels. All right. Obviously, we got the national parks that are nearby, but what else is there to do in town? Yeah, so I would, if you're coming this far, I would visit all the towns. We're all really close together. Kalispell is kind of the main hub. From here, Whitefish is about 20, 30 minutes. Big Fork's about 20, 30 minutes. Um, nice, easy, beautiful drives. Um, in Like I said, in Whitefish, they have an amazingly cute downtown area, just a really picturesque kind of, it's kind of a a high-end tourist town. They have the lodge, they've got great hotels, they have amazing restaurants, really cute shopping area, and they have the ski hill. In the summertime, they have a really nice lake kind of right downtown with a lovely little beach. So that's a fun place to go. There's a state park right next to that if you are into camping. We're kind of a camping family. And if you have kids, they have a a really great kind of downtown park, just like two blocks down from all the shops. All right. And what about Kalispell? What else is there to do there? We have a pretty nice downtown, but we also have great parks. We have a nice state park just outside of town, maybe three miles outside of town. Uh, It's about a five-minute drive from my house. I can see it from my window. But there's great hiking. And it's kind of the hub. So if you need, you know, chain hotels and shopping and all of that, it's a great home base. I also like to head out to Lakeside, which is about 15 minutes from Kalispell. They also have a great state park. It's right on the lake, has beautiful hiking trails. And as you're coming back in, they have downtown Lakeside, they have a park called Volunteer Park Mm -hmm. that is a fantastic swimming spot. And just across the street is the Tamarack, which is a a great brewery and restaurant. And that's a really fun place to eat. Well, hey, beer and food sounds like a good plan to me. And if you come in kind of October-ish, we have a type of pine tree called tamaracks. 
that turn golden, like a bright golden color. And yeah, about mid-October, and it just makes the mountains look beautiful. Oh, wow. That sounds pretty. What are some of the restaurants that we should make sure we visit? So I love sweets. Okay. (laughs) We have a local ice cream shop. that We have locations in Kalispell, Whitefish, and Big Fork, another super cute little town. And it's called Sweet Peaks, and it's my favorite. They have amazing flavors, and they have great seasonal flavors. So if you're looking something very Montana-ish, uh-huh. yeah. we have great huckleberry ice cream, which is like a local <laughs> obsession because huckleberries are like the smallest little type of blueberry. Uh-huh. And you can't cultivate them. They only grow in the wild. I think the university have, have spent millions of dollars trying to figure out how to like cultivate these and they refuse to be cultivated so they literally send teams of people out in the summer they're only ripe for two weeks oh wow to pick these little tiny berries (laughs) off these bushes and battle bears because bears also love huckleberries because they're delicious but they're kind of a rare commodity and therefore obsession especially here so they got great huckleberry ice cream but in the winter i love They have a pine needle ice cream where they take local pine needles off the trees and, yeah, mix it into kind of a sweet cream. Anyways, I love that. Uh, Wheat Montana has amazing, there again, great huckleberry stuff, but these cinnamon rolls and caramel rolls that are delicious. All their pastries are fantastic. And then across the street in Kalispell, this is, I call it like my sweet spot corner. So we've got Wee Montana on one corner. We've got Sweet Peaks on the other. On the third corner, we have Kalispell Brewery, which is a great local brewery. I'm not a beer drinker, though. So I love the fact that they allow you to bring food in because they don't serve any food. So you can order food in. So I usually go grab some ice cream. <laughs> And maybe a pastry. And me and my husband have a little date night. They have a fantastic rooftop patio that you kind of look out over the downtown. And there's Coulter Coffee down there, which is my favorite coffee shop. Well, so there you go. Everything I need. I just need <laughs> ice cream, coffee, and pastries. You said that's called Culture Coffee? Mm-hmm. Nice, yeah. My wife is all about the coffee, and I like beer, and we both like ice cream, so it sounds like a perfect opportunity. And if you go just down the street, there's Montana Coffee Traders, also really great coffee. They have an amazing Mexican mocha. I was raving about this to one of my best friends who came to visit. She was like, yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever. It's been four years, and she still talks about this Mexican mocha. So I feel like it lives up to the hype. That sounds But they also have a great – it's a great place for lunch. They've got yummy food. Oh, right on, right on. Okay, so say if we were going to go to breakfast, where would we go to breakfast while we're there? Hmm. So there's two options. There is the super tasty option, which is Sykes, really popular downtown breakfast area, fantastic cook, reasonably priced like a $10 breakfast. Or if you have five kids and you're really on a budget, I would go to Super One, which is a grocery store. And in their deli, they've got biscuits and gravy for a dollar and the bacon is 55 cents a strip. (laughs) And they've got fantastic donuts and like dollar coffee. And you can just feed like all of, all of the people for like $6. Hey, I mean, when you have five kids, you got to be able to mix and match there like that, right? 
every once in a while. They also have 25 cent soft serve ice cream cones. Oh, so this yeah. is how we bribe our kids after a long day of hiking. We got hiking for the, the whole day and we're like, if you guys do a good job, we'll go to Super One. You will get ice cream. Maybe they have these jumbo donuts, which are like the size of a donut box, oh, wow. like a buck and a quarter. So every once in a while, buy one of those and divide it seven ways. Oh, wow. <laughs> My son is all about donuts right now. Uh, he's eight years old <laughs> as we record this. And I mean, he can probably eat like an entire dozen of donuts right Just now. Just buy one of these donuts and it might <laughs> it might be enough to make him throw up. Nice. <laughs> So say we're going to go out to dinner and, and want something fun for the family or even just like a romantic date night. Where would we go for dinner? I do like the Tamarack in Lakeside. If you go to Whitefish, there's I kind of love all of it. You walk down the street, just take your pick of whatever whatever looks good. I think it's all it's all really fantastic. If you're staying at Whitefish Lake Lodge, I really like their in-house restaurant there. Okay. I think it's really good. They have a, a boat club side, which is kind of that ten to seventeen dollar price point, or they have their slightly nicer side, which is like the fifty to seventy dollars a person price point. And it's really beautiful. You're looking out over the lake, and you can see the ski mountain, and they have outdoor seating, and it's really lovely. Yeah, that sounds pretty. It sounds like a good place, whether you're with the family or it's also just for like, like a good like date night, especially with that view, kind of romantic, overlooking the lights. So that'd be awesome. One of the things I think you mentioned before is something called uh, the Sun Road. It's the road that starts at the beginning of West Glacier and goes all the way up to the Continental Divide and then down through East Glacier. I think it's considered like one of the 10 most scenic drives in the world. It's just mind-blowingly beautiful. And you'll get to see a lot of great wildlife. There's usually, usually going to see a lot of mountain goats I recommend people park at the top. The parking is a nightmare. But if you go after five or six, it's empty. It goes from nightmarish at two (laughs) in the afternoon to ghost town at six in the afternoon. And because we're so far north, if you go in July or August, you're going to have good light until 930 or 10 o'clock at night. Oh, wow. So there's a really beautiful hike from the visitor center there. To Hidden Lake, mm-hmm. and it's maybe a mile, two miles. It's a fairly easy hike, but if you do that at like seven o'clock at night, you can see just the whole park, and it's really gorgeous. And the crowds have all left. Go get dinner. So, grab some food and do a little picnic. Oh, right on. Okay, so earlier we kind of mentioned with bears and other wildlife and animals, as we're doing some of these hikes and exploring the area. What should we do to make sure that we're kind of safe when we're doing that? Carry bear spray. 100% carry bear spray. With bears, it's kind of both sides. It's nothing to panic about, and it's nothing to be concerned about if you have bear spray. And if you don't, you might get eaten. Oh. So so there is a real concern, but it shouldn't keep you from going out. Okay. And you can buy it, but... If you're flying especially, you're not allowed to take bear spray on planes. Yeah. Not in your checked baggage, not in your carry-on. It's like a hairspray-sized can of pepper spray that deters bears. So they don't want those going off on planes. <laughs> yeah. So in West Glacier, if you go through Glacier, you drive into a little town called Apgar, and they have a little stand that you can rent bear spray for like $5 a day. 
Oh, wow. I would just rent a can of bear spray. If you're just doing like Trail of the Cedars and maybe Avalanche Lake and Hidden Lake, there's enough other people and there's enough rangers there that if there's a bear, they'll shoo them away and it's fine. But if you do any backcountry hiking at all, I really recommend because it's extremely effective and foolproof to use. Like you just... You, you don't spray it on you. Like you use it like pepper spray. This is not like <laughs> mosquito spray. <laughs> yeah. I've seen The Revenant with the Leonardo DiCaprio and I do not want a bear attacking me. I've seen that movie and what the bear did to him. Oh my God. That's crazy. So yeah, bear spray is definitely something you need when you're, when you're out there hiking on the trails. Yeah. So Jillian, I really appreciate you being on the show, but now it's time for the final countdown. If somebody only had time for one meal in Kalispell or the surrounding cities, where should they go and what should they eat? Probably gonna go to Sweet Peaks. If I have time for one meal, I'm getting ice cream because that's me. Yeah, I think it's delicious and it's a whole meal in itself. Nice. I know you said there's some seasonal flavors. What's your like top pick of, of flavors of ice cream there? Oh, it's a seasonal flavor, but they have this London Fog, which is an Earl Grey kind of cream base with chunks of English biscuit and swirls of lemon curd. <laughs> I'm obsessed with tea, like I love Earl Grey tea, and I love London, and it tastes like London in a cone. It is so delicious. Wow, sounds very decadent. It's hard to beat ice cream, for sure. Okay, so you've been there for about about seven years. What's one of your most memorable stories of living in, in Kalispell? In Whitefish, they have this amazing art festival once a year in right off the downtown. It's really fun. And so one year we took our kiddos and we had four at the time and they were all really little, like two years old to I think seven years old. And my parents, my mom and my husband went to go grab some food and left me alone with all of these kids. And it has a tendency in that area for these thunderstorms to roll in rapidly. And within the span of like five minutes, a huge thunderstorm broke out and lightning went off and my seven-year-old flipped out and bolted and then it just poured rain like rain so heavy you couldn't see and I'm sitting with these three little kids and I'm missing a kid and my husband and my mom are across the field underneath an umbrella and they're like should we go help her (laughs) I think we'll just wait for a second for the rain to clear and it was like I was soaked like a bucket of water had had been poured on me. And it's been it's been like four years and we still talk about it and I really haven't forgiven them. So yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't either, yeah. That's that's <laughs> messed up. <laughs> but it's one of those things you can come laugh on it now, you know. Yeah. Missing one child, soaking wet with three others, my mom and my husband, nowhere in sight. <laughs> All right, that's really funny. So speaking of uh, funny times and and good times, where's the happiest happy hour in Kalispell? If you want to go into Whitefish, and if you're in the mood for some honky-tonk music, I would go down to the Great Northern Bar. They typically have some really fun, really fun music, great drink specials on Friday and Saturday night. It can be a pretty fun scene. Or if you're ready for something low-key, I would do the Kalispell Brewing Company in downtown Kalispell that I mentioned because you can order in food. It's very kid-friendly. They have lots of board games. They have popcorn. Like, if you want to bring the whole family 
and just kind of relax. It's Montana has really funny liquor laws and liquor licenses. Uh -huh. So they have a brewery license, which means you're only allowed to have four drinks oh. and they close at 8 p.m. It just creates a whole different atmosphere. Like it's very, it's very casual. It's very low key. Like people are just going there to socialize and have fun. It's definitely not like nobody is trying to like get hammered and pick up on women. It's just a, a more after work, family friendly kind of environment. Oh, sure. That's one of those things that's really interesting as you travel around and kind of explore different states and you understand their different liquor laws. Every state has these one little or two little little quirks that just kind of throw you off and make you go, huh? And scratch your head. But, you know, you kind of adjust and, and move on, you know, but it, you enjoy it for what it's worth. Yeah, we, after like Prohibition, they created a cap based on population size for full liquor licenses. So we, they're a very scarce, very expensive commodity, like half a million dollars to get your hands on one of these. But Montanans love craft beer and so we, kind of came up with a way to not compete with full liquor licenses, but to have more breweries and to have more neighborhood things. And one of them was this brewery license. They, yeah, they have to close at eight. It's a four drink maximum and they have to brew on site. Oh, wow. Well, at least you know it's fresh, you know, when they brew yeah. it on site. <laughs> one of the things I always do whenever I travel is I try to sample some of the local pizza. Where should I go for pizza in Kalispell? So I love mousses. It's also downtown Kalispell. It definitely has kind of like um, an old west honky tonk feel. Definitely like the sawdust on the floor and peanuts on the table. But it's it's a pretty family friendly place, even though it's a full bar. But they have amazing pizza to eat in or carry out. It's really good. It's just a little different. Totally a local favorite. Nice. That sounds awesome. I'm gonna have to definitely check that one out when I come visit. I know you travel quite a bit. Uh, we were just talking about before we started uh, some of the trips you've taken recently. So what's one of your, your favorite travel tips? With kids, I would say my favorite travel tip is to just get kids in the practice of traveling. We do a lot of really big trips with our kids. We did a 10 week trip where we did 10 national parks. Two years ago, we typically travel anywhere between two to six weeks at a time. And people are always like, oh my gosh, like how do you get your kids to be that good at traveling? Because I have five little kids and they're normal kids. They're not like angel kids. <laughs> Part of it is just practicing traveling. Like yeah. we, on the weekends, we do a weekend adventure every weekend where we get out of the house and we go do something. And just trying to get your kids to be able to be out of the house from like 10 in the morning till six at night. You know, go to the farmer's market, go to the stores, go to the playground, go on a hike, go do some shopping downtown because they just get better and better at learning how to be out and about sure. from the house. And then when you do take these bigger trips, there's not as much of a learning curve. You know, I've been traveling with my kids since they were both six weeks old. For me, the, the main thing is that whatever you do, whatever, however you raise them, that's their normal. So if your normal is traveling all the time, that's just normal to them. It's not like a real adjustment period versus some of my friends, they're like, well, we gotta wait till our kids are older before we start traveling with them. So that way they're better behaved. Like, well, if you all of a sudden spring like a massive trip on them and they're not prepared for it, and like you said, they don't have that experience, then mm -hmm. they're gonna freak out and they're not gonna know what to do. So like you said, definitely get them in the habit of, of traveling, even if it's just, like you said, just little small weekend trips or just little day trips. Yeah. 
My other tip is, especially for long car drives, because we drive everywhere with our kids and we camp,、mm-hmm. is anything under two hours, I don't allow them to do any screen time. They just have to learn to entertain themselves and behave on those shorter trips. Because then when we do have to drive for six hours a day and they get screen time, it makes it much more palatable than if they're like, oh, screen time, whatever. We get this like every time we go to the grocery store. <laughs> well, that's a really good tip. Too often, it's like we use that as, as a crutch nowadays as parents, like, oh, here's your iPad, here's your, your laptop, or here's your Game Boy, or whatever. And they're looking down instead of looking out. Like you said, if, as you're driving everywhere, you're missing out on all this beautiful scenery.、Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, I really appreciate you being on the show, Jillian. We learned a lot about Kalispell, Glacier National Park, and all the other cities、uh, surrounding that. Tell the audience a little bit about who you are, how people can reach you, and、uh, what's the best way to, on social media for them to, to contact you? Yeah, my best social media account is Instagram, and it's just Jillian Johnsrud. And that's where I share the most. And that's the name of my website, Jillian Johnsrud. And actually, just a few days ago, I launched a new podcast. It came out January 3rd. So if you, if you love podcasting, that's your jam because you're listening to this one. It's called Everyday Courage with Jillian Johnsrud. What's your podcast all about? It's really about how to learn to be a little bit more courageous every day so that we can chase down that life that we want, whether it's in our finances or our relationships or our work. You know, even with travel, a lot of people are like, oh, I'd love to do that. But there's this hesitation and there's this fear of what if it doesn't go well? What if it's hard? What if it's difficult? And how do we move past some of that to live kind of our biggest, most exciting life? Well, that's fantastic. I can't wait to check it out, and we look forward to seeing you when we travel there. Yay! Sounds great. Big thanks to Jillian for coming onto the show and sharing her tips for Kalispell. Show her some love by following her on Instagram at Jillian Johnsrud. Send me a tweet at We Travel There to share your favorite thing about Kalispell, Montana. All the links we talked about today can be found at wetravelthere.com forward slash Kalispell. I want to say thank you to Bluffworks for being an affiliate sponsor of today's episode. Bluffworks offers many styles to fit your needs so you can stay wrinkle free when you travel. Go to wetravelthere.com forward slash Bluffworks and use the promo code LEE to save 10% on your order. For questions about an upcoming vacation, visit the We Travel There podcast community on Facebook for the best tips from travelers like you and me. Join us next time as we head to Cajun Country in Lafayette, Louisiana. Toby DeRay of CajunTraveler.net talks about fun swamp tours, amazing Cajun food, And why you shouldn't miss the Festival International. Be able to join us when we travel there. If you've enjoyed this podcast episode, please share it with your friends and tell them what you like most. Make sure you subscribe, that way you don't miss any of our upcoming destinations.